The Church of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. This series is an in-depth, through-the-Bible exploration with a focus on what the Scriptures teach about the source and nature of authority. Before we join Pastor Greg for the start of the next sermon in the study, let me invite you to visit us on the web. The website address is shiarjashub.org, and you can check Isaiah 7, verse 3 for the spelling. Now, let's go into the Sunday message. In our study of heavenly authority, we're in the section on the Office of Administrations. We've looked at the elders, and then last time we looked at the deacons, uh, diakonos, remember, the servants, the word can be translated ministers. And we left off in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 3. I'll reread the qualifications of deacons. Uh, verse 8, likewise, deacons must be reverent, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience. That's what we left off last time. Holding the mystery of the faith uh, with a pure conscience. So we talked about the scripture, the mystery of the faith. Paul says the mystery which has been hidden in Colossians chapter 1 from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, the mystery, the great mystery, hidden from the beginning of time, now revealed to the saints, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So even the deacons, not just the elders, the deacons have to hold on. They have to know the mystery. They have to have knowledge of the gospel. They have to have a pure conscience and hold the mystery of the faith and keep it. No matter how menial or common the task they may have. Remember, they're doing a lot of the busy work. Those things that are just necessary to be done when you have a group of people together. Those things that need to be done when you have outreaches, such as the feeding of the widows. But no matter what the task, they need to have the same like faith, the same pure conscience as you would want of an elder slash pastor slash bishop. Uh, verse 10. We left off in verse 9 last time. Verse 10. But let these also first be tested. Then let them serve as deacons, being found blameless. Uh, in the NIV it says they must first be tested, and then if there is nothing against them, let them serve as deacons. New King James, but let these also first be tested, then let them serve as deacons, being found blameless. Tested. The King James says first be proved. 
and the word means to test as you would test a metal. Um, then once tested, once proved, then let them serve as deacons, being found blameless. That word again, irreproachable. There is nothing against them. Paul does not go into how they ought to be tested here. He says they're to be tested first, but he doesn't tell us how they're to be tested. But obviously, character matters in choosing and positions of authority. Uh, not just moral character, not just that list of qualifications we read up above, both for the bishop and the deacons, but the character of their relationship with Jesus Christ, the trueness of their faith, and really aren't both tied together, right? As a person is closer with the Lord, you would expect there to be fruit in their character, in their personality. Clearly, the truth of their situation is important. Do they meet the requirements listed? Uh, people can put a good face on on a Sunday morning. It's only a few hours on one day a week. That does not mean necessarily that it's an indication of the reality of what's going on in their lives. And so it's very important not to be hasty. Too often churches are so desperate to have people that are doing the work for the necessary things that have to be done to serve. But Paul is basically saying here, wait, uh, let them first be tested. The trueness of their faith, uh, the result of the faith in that person's life must be examined. Otherwise, you can have horrible consequences, right? Horrible consequences. You know, I've heard too often uh, testimonies of people who have gone to church camps church youth rallies and they were molested as children because somebody was there who got into a position like a deacon of taking care of uh, kids and everyone thought they were a Christian and they had other motives involved. Um, you hear all types of horrible things that happen. It's important that anybody that's doing any service for the church, be it on the level of a deacon, on the level of an elder, they have to be examined and any real servant should not mind examination or scrutiny. They shouldn't mind questions being asked because I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to be tied up with an organization that's not doing that because if you're doing things right, you could be linked to somebody like what I just mentioned uh, if they have not been examined, tested the right way. So any true servant of God should not mind being examined rather than having some shaky ground. And Paul is giving the, the wise advice here, let them first be tested. Moreover, testing might mean not just examining the person's character, examining their relationship with Christ, trying to find out uh, what's really going on in their life, not just what they project on a Sunday morning, but also testing might mean Sample restricted responsibilities and tasks. You know, faithful with little, faithful with much. Uh, working under, working alongside the deacons, the elders, on projects uh, to see what type of person uh, the person is before you make them a deacon. To see how they respond to different situations. A uh, person working under authority, how do they work under authority, will show you a lot about their character. You know, everybody wants to be an Indian chief, but at some point, how you respond to authority can tell a lot about your nature. 
are they all talk or do they follow through? You know, a lot of times there's talk in the church. I know of one dear sister that told us um, some years back that she had invented the VCR long before the VCR came out. And Patty and I looked at each other because we had just seen a few nights before a program on the VCR, how complicated there were different research labs trying to figure out how they could get the certain angle so that it would go on the tape. It was a complicated uh, physics problem that they solved. And we questioned her about it, and she said, well, I don't know any of that stuff. She said, I had the concept of it, the concept of the VCR. I would hire people to work out all those details. And I thought to myself, well, I remember being a kid and my mother saying to me, wouldn't it be great to have films that you could watch on your television? So I guess my mother invented the VCR before her. You know, everyone has ideas and concepts, and a lot of times in the church, concepts fly around, but it's much more difficult to actually do the work, to work out the problem, to figure out how you apply that concept. Now what do you do? That requires thought and effort and time, and that's where a lot of things break down. You know, great ideas don't come to fruition unless somebody actually works. So tested, are they all talk or will they actually do the work? Do they follow through and do they take the task seriously? I think it's very wise advice that Paul is giving here because whatever happens, even on the level of the deacon, it can reflect upon the church. And again, you have people coming into the church that are like sheep, right? They're newly saved. And should a wolf get into that position, you could devastate the faith of many people. So verse 10 is telling us, it's giving us a caution. Slow down, take stock. This is an important selection. Uh, and you see that it's an important selection from Acts chapter 6, because you see how both Stephen and Philip went on to both represent and to make an impact on the church, and they started as part of the seven, the deacons, right? And they had tremendous impact on the church, and they represented the church. Verse 11, Likewise, their wives must be reverent, not slanderers, temperate, faithful in all things. Their wives, it says in the NIV, are to be women worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate and trustworthy in everything. Now, there's an interesting uh, thing here in the Greek. Their wives. The word comes off, the Greek word, it's a form of the Greek word, gune, uh, which means a woman. A woman married or unmarried. And then it comes to mean a wife. It's equivalent to today's um, his woman, you'll hear in slang, meaning his wife. And it's the same word used in the Greek for both woman and wife. And the context uh, depends on whether you translated woman, whether you translated wife, whether you translated bride. If you look down at verse 12, let deacons be the husbands of one wife, it's the same word, gune. And clearly the context, he's the husband of one woman. That word gune means wife there. But it's difficult. It's one of the difficult words in the Greek. Do you translate a woman or do you tr translate it wife? Now uh, here, the his is not in here. Um, in the Greek, it's 
Gunei, likewise, reverent, not slanderous, temperate, faithful in all things. So there's a debate whether it's speaking about the wife of the deacon being used in conjunction and speaking about the deacon, though down below it says, let the deacons be husbands of one wife, or whether it's speaking about female deacons after having talked about the male deacons, and hence you have some translations, likewise women or deaconesses, likewise deaconesses must be reverent, not slanderous, temperate, faithful in all things. We'll continue the message in our next broadcast. If you would like to support our church's outreach, you can make a secure donation on our website at shiarjashub.org, or you can mail your donation to Shiar Jashub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. On the website, you will find hundreds of Bible study radio programs, as well as links to our Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle channel on YouTube and Rumble. We live stream our Sunday service on YouTube at 10.30 a.m., and it is then posted on YouTube, Rumble, and the shiarjeshub.org website for 24-7 access. You will find videos in Pastor Greg's series on the end times, as well as special sermons such as those on healing. And you can always check Isaiah 7, verse 3, for the spelling of Shi'ar Jashub. <laughs>